0: Oh, hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. All
1: right, man. What's up? What's up? what's up man I'm fucking smoking and like I usually yeah like well you don't sleep
0: you know with with the vampire thing you know it's kind of hard to you know find the time (laughs) during the day to go out and you know
1: I was like, shit, I'm in my yard. I'm like, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. Let's see what's going on. That's yeah, what's up. It did, yeah, it takes a little time with this, um, with the whole thing. <clears throat> but you, I don't know who put me in that fucking chat. I don't know where that shit came from.
0: I don't either, man. Yeah, I'll but anybody, you. All right. Yeah.
1: I have four different artists that like they have high followers and they put them in there and then they come at me and they're like, really, you put me in here, I'm like, fucking doing shit. And they're like, oh, you know, I don't like talking to people and this and that. Why you did me like that? I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't even do that.
0: And if they get a problem, you're know, like talking to people, they ain't gonna make it very far.
1: I know. I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't even, I don't know what happened. I was just there, you know? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs>
0: So I was sitting here, and I was playing my guitar, laying down, and uh, uh, I was listening to the elevator music that that you listen to when you're on hold. It's like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that shit gets on your nerves after a while. You know, the only thing that sucks when you're using this app is that when you have to connect everybody, and then they, they get disconnected sometimes, or... The satellite will drop them on the middle of the conversation. You have to send them back the link again. Um, but it's cool because you can send it in yeah. different ways and stuff. So, like, while everybody's talking, most of the time I'm jumping around everywhere trying to connect everybody together again.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but we keep the show going, though. You know, like, we got a bunch of like, seven different segments of the show. It's, like, an hour long and we do it pretty good it's just that you know it, it took a little bit to get on board and we have to do meetings before we start so we all have our pieces together and we all know when who goes what where you know
0: yeah
1: it's pretty My, Mine fun. only
0: lasts about uh 15 minutes usually
1: Oh, but that's because you have to write it out like you have to write out what you want to do. Like you welcome people to the show. Then you have your first segment, which we do like celebrity news, but you can do world news, you can do whatever the fuck you want to talk about. And then just to grab the audience and then uh second part we do like um band lap talk and we'll we'll get because most of the artists we get are from Band Lap or we'll do um podcasts about um what do you call it? SoundCloud or whatever app that the person came from and then we'll go into like artist corner and then we have something where we give the exposure to the underground artists and allow them to drop their links and talk about the albums they're working on and whatnot and then we play games with them we have um so it's like easy folks Does the beginning I do the middle and then SKN does the artist corner Dabs does his own thing um would you rather where he asks his questions and Jokes and stuff, and then he gets everybody rolling, and then from there, Easy Folks hits him with a lightning round. We call it. We start joking about different stuff, and they got to answer quick, ridiculous questions that make no sense. And then we have um, the artists. Um, most of the time, like acapella us out, whether it's a, produ- a producer or it's a, a music artist, they'll just do their own freestyle of their creativity you know, and then sometimes one of us will get in there with them or whatever, and then we'll just cut it out, and usually at the end, I, I take, like, links from other shows that we had, and boopers from the other shows, and I'll add it towards the end. It's pretty nice. You can put, like, background music and stuff. You can put sound effects in it and stuff. It's fun. It just seems fun. Lit. Yeah, that's what I, right? It's pretty cool. I got a merch, um, merch line coming out from Lit Squad, too. I've been working on the t-shirts and beanies and sweatpants and hoodies and shit like that too so it's cool it's nice I, I like it you know i've been doing it for a little while i actually did my interview with uh skn at first on his uh, podcast he's got strictly for the music and after his we talked for a little while and then i knew easy for i know easy folks for a while online i never did an interview with him but then I just linked us all together in a group chat and IG, and was like, do you guys feel about doing something like the Breakfast Club or something, you know? Why don't we do that for the underground world of all the artists, you know?" And they were like, "Wow, that sounds like a good idea." So that's where it came from. And then I oh, just yeah. created, yeah, I just created it, and everybody just then Dabs was the first one that was King Dabs was a, he was actually the first artist to get on there because me and him are pretty close. We talk on a daily. So he was like, what are you getting into? I'm like, bro, just get into the shit. We're working on Loud Pack Radio coming out soon, too. So he was like, you know, since he's wrapped up and thinking about doing his own podcast for his Loud Pack band, he was like, yo, put me on. So I was like, all right, I'll put you in. And then he was supposed to just be a regular artist, but every other show he kept showing up because he liked the show so much. So I just made him an anchor.
0: <laughs> nice. Shit. Yeah. I made this... Uh- kind of with the same idea but i ain't been doing it this long and uh shit uh, i uh i got problems even speaking sometimes i i just let my music do do its talking you know what i'm saying and, Yeah, but and, you
1: got a, your audience show, like show, show, you got a great show, voice
0: oh, i appreciate you man showing support to the uh underground artists and then showing support to the bigger artists and just having something kind of entertaining you know I mean I feel like I'm doing something you know what I'm saying and uh, I I actually like doing the podcast a lot and uh, your shit sounds like lit and fun to be on so uh,
1: yeah it took time though it took a lot of time because everybody was like kind of like nobody knew really what to do and how to get it going And we had so many different video chats on Instagram, just trying to format it, you know. And I I did like three different seminars to see how to make it work. The only thing bad was just really trying to keep the show going. Like we were supposed to do it today, but I've been so fucking sick, man. I had like a sinus infection to my ear, to my fucking gums. My face was swollen. I was in the hospital for like two days. I fucking lost three days of work from the shit. And I'm like disgusted mm-hmm. with the stupid antibiotic they gave me really fucking is hurt in my stomach so bad. And I, they, they were like, they just told me I was going to do it today, but they were like, nah, we'll just wait, wait for tomorrow, you know, because I'm just going to give it one more day. And tomorrow we're going to record the show that was supposed to record on Thursdays. We record Thursdays at seven to eight o'clock every Thursday. And we've been doing mm-hmm. it for like maybe mm-hmm. two months, three months or something. And it's just I haven't been feeling good, so I'm like fucked up and shit. That's so why I was like, all right, whatever. So I'll just we'll just do it tomorrow. Especially Street Heat's gonna be on our show tomorrow and he been bugging me because I know that we were supposed to do it last week, but we were kind of backed up in shows and then we doubled up on shows and then it's hard to edit once you double. We did Renaissance Child and Runner at the same week. And that was the last two episodes, and it was fucking hard to fucking go back and actually listen to each and then it, we we all dropped and then we all came back so it's like two three different parts of each show so it was a bitch to just fucking decipher from all that fucking shit to actually cut and copy and edit everything and add everything so i still have that and then i have ty2 lit because he he ty2 lit he actually won the track concert uh contest or whatever oh he did um, yeah he won it so we had him on the show he was the last one. I still haven't and let that one out either. That one I gotta fucking. That one I gotta put out because we were supposed to record yesterday, but I've been sick all week. So I got. I got yeah, yeah. ty 2 was up there doing his thing, and he was. Oh, we yeah, like we, to joke yeah. with everybody, you know. Yeah,
0: ty 2 the, the. The uh.
1: The, uh yeah he's a fucking goat, bro. This guy is good as fuck. <laughs> I was like yep, talking to him. Yep. Yeah, I had him going for a while. He actually is a regular family man, man. He's got kids and wife and he's easygoing. Just like Renaissance Child, I learned things about artists doing my show. I learned that a lot of people... Don't get high, you know, and don't get drunk. And, like, Lit Squad's all fucking lit. Well, most time when we're recording, everybody's got a beer, everybody's got a blunt, they got something, you know? But, like, dude. our guests, a lot of our guests don't drink or smoke at all. Like, Q-Beats doesn't smoke, you know? Vanilla, vanilla Gates or whatever. He doesn't smoke right at all. He doesn't drink. He's actually recovering from some stuff. Doughboy Hendrix, like, he gets lit. That motherfucker was done. Fucking, dude, dude, double. Yeah, we had Doughboy on there a couple of times, we had him twice. And then we have everybody wants to repeat. We had D Shags. I mean D stag. We had Shags Beats. I think he was on there. We had um we had everybody on there, man. I have everybody on there. Everybody that's that's up there that everybody knows that I figure, you know, my thing is they we listen to their music and you get a perspective of the person when you're listening to their music. But mm. when you speak to someone and you get them involved. They're a whole other animal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get to show the actual person. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what grabs the attention of a lot of the people with the show is that you got these people that's got thousands of followers, but barely ever talks to anybody and does any videos. So you can't even see what kind of person they are. So you got all yeah. these other people yeah. that are curious because they're listening to them with their rap and with their productions. We had TBA Beats. We had Stephen Hennessy on the show. We had um, we had a lot of producers, and the whole thing is that when they start talking, they are completely other animals. Like I had no idea Hennessy is like into conspiracy theory and shit like that. That was pretty cool. I was like, okay, like because I, I like that type of shit. And then, um, like, just you get to learn the person other than just the app that you're working with them with his music, and you're not sure which direction they're going. Like, Street Heat, the reason why we're going to have him on, and a Savage Gang, too, I'm working on getting on the show, is because they have a lot to say. They've been through a lot of shit on the app. They've been on there for a long time. And they've been in and out with diss tracks and all the garbage. You know what I'm saying? So when you get people yeah. like that, on, it's kind of like people want to know what's their deal. Why are they arguing? Why are they going through <laughs> shit?
0: Why are they so mad? <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. So that's what that's what my my whole focus is to debunk that whole thing, then show that they're actual real people and to see, you know, that they can have fun too and they're not all about starting shit.
0: Yeah.
1: You know yeah. what I mean? So that that's what I'm doing. Like I'm I'm tired of being up on there. Like there's so many girls that can't stand my ass, I swear. Like I don't fuck with Nia Fox. I don't fuck with Wayle LaDos. You know, she kicked me off for two or three bands for no reason without even it just cause she was admin and I never did nothing to that bitch and then she got all these little thought squad bitches fucking aggravating me and leaving me stupid messages and shit and you know like stupidness. Like
0: if anybody got a problem with you, that means that I don't fucks with them.
1: Yeah, to me, it's like I'm like just trying to be there to like it's a network to join people together, but people want to fucking turn it into a fucking trailer park and shit. You know, it's like what the fuck. Yeah you know they want to argue they want to fucking get on some bullshit and i'm like what the fuck is this like what happened to the music uh
0: so. did, did, did you ever hear about how i got into rapping how i got into that scene no well see i started out as a guitarist well first it was a pianist in the jazz band and my jet my school band director said uh you're more of a classical player, and since you like playing guitar so much, because I was learning how to play guitar for my dad, uh, Metallica, and shit like that, you put me on that, and then I started doing college courses on that. So I got music theory like in a bag and shit, but whenever I was like a teenager and shit, I got uh, in a relationship and and then lost the relationship. And then I had no place to go. I was homeless on the streets. I was living in an alley. Had no nothing, nobody. And the only thing I had was my pit bull puppy. And I was sleeping in the alley on um, people's couches, going to trap house, trap house, trap house. And one of my homies kept on having these tight beats on YouTube playing. And then at first I sucked. I sucked. Bad. I didn't know what to say. I used to always let my fingers talk for me and just try to, Stack up and stack up and stack up on my vocabulary, so I've been doing this, this, uh, this vocal shit. Well,
1: that's good. That's awesome. That's awesome. I actually went through similar situation.
0: <laughs> Tell me about I that. I went
1: through situation, yeah. Like I went through a lot of shit in my life. A lot of people. Don't see where I'm coming from with anything that I do because of the way that my life was. I actually, my sister was the one that went to college for that. I went to school for medical, and I went through, you know, just rape when I was a teenager, molestation as a child, uh, got thrown out my mom's house at 16, lived in the trains in New York, stepped in friends' houses, and I got tired of going through shit. Went to jail seven times, fighting with people because my both of my kids. I have two kids, my daughter's dad and my son's dad, both part of gangs and very high rank people. And, um, you know, I went through a lot of different things with that. So uh, music has always been something that's been part of my life as far as to get rid of my anxieties. I went through abusive relationships uh, in my life. Um, You know, I've been a lot of bullshit, never was close to my mom. Just now, I'm now I'm close to her. That's why I live in Florida. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I moved out here so that way I can be close to her because she's got last stages of kidney disease now, and I'm the only one helping. And um, music has been something that's got me through everything, everything that I can imagine. And I've been I've been through situations where my sisters would accuse me of trying to be vicious towards them. My mom put me to be evaluated a few times. I'm not on any medication. I don't take medications. I'm actually sensitive to medicines and I don't take any drugs. But I've always been suffering with depression and stuff. And I had, music was my outlet. I started with poetry at first and growing up in New York and being in the projects and being in all the drama. you know, I ended up Uh, being around a lot of wrong people in my life. And then it just came to a point where after the seventh time of fighting and defending myself, going to jail and sitting there, I was, you know, I went to college and whatnot, but I just was like getting into shit I shouldn't have been into. And every time I would, I was like going through it, I was just, I was seeing my way out of this shit, I swear. Because at the end of the day, when I'm by myself, the lyrics were always in my head and it would always help me. So yeah. I do music so that way I can release my anxieties. That's what I do music. All my music you ever heard is all freestyle. It's all in my head. I used to write and I used to go to different studios in New York before internet was even in existence because I'm older. <laughs> and I, I started to, um, I lost everything really. I had a car that had all my CDs in there from all the studios I worked in. I used to do open mics in New York and I used to do, open slots and open people's shows for them and stuff. And I I just, my daughter, her father went to jail. And when he went to jail, I ended up not being able to take the record deal I was offered at one time that probably wouldn't have me sitting here right now. But I was the only thing she had left. So I didn't want to give up being a mom. I became a mom at 16. I'm 37. Um, You're not old. I went through, yeah, but I went through fucking bullshit. You know, I went through a lot of shit, like I abuse, you, all type of sickness imaginable because of the abuse actually afterwards. And I just I just saw it like an outlet, you know, no matter who I met, no matter where I went, God always makes sure I had met somebody that does music. And they're always like, actually, I stopped music for 10 years after I lost all my music. And I just started back up like six months ago. I was a hotel manager and this girl in an overnight shift, she had turned around and asked me you know like she just started singing while we were at the front desk actually here in Orlando Florida where I live and I started just singing and rapping while her, messing around and she's like you need to get on these platforms and I'm like what platforms like I never even knew music was they had apps online so she just started putting me onto those things it was a complete stranger then she ended up just quitting the job so it was kind of weird like she just was there just to You know, just to put me on, I guess, you know, so I started getting back into the music and I didn't even know about followers. I thought it was like you just release it and I don't know if people are going to listen or not, but I was just doing it just to do it. And then Mm -hmm. all these people came out of nowhere, and I just started messing with people. I mean, I was on SoundCloud for a while because I knew about SoundCloud years ago, but I didn't know about any other, other apps. Yeah, I had no idea about the other apps. So then I just started just branching out and I'm, I'm liking like maybe 10 different apps now. I got to work on my YouTube and uh, the podcast was just something to do just to bring people together so that way I can get to network and actually speak to people, to know people. Because I'm really like I don't deal with too many people. I'm a store manager at my job. I rent a four bedroom house. I'm basic mm-hmm. as fuck. Like I got fucking a car now. But I went I went from being homeless to being in a room for rent then being in a studio apartment one bedroom two bedroom three bedroom to like a, I'm renting a four bedroom house now so but it took me good 15 years of just being on top of myself no matter what I was going through and where I was to to stay focused my music has never left me my books were all in my car that got towed in New York so I didn't have that anymore like I was doing music since I was like 13 14 always beating on a wall always beating on a fucking lunchroom mm. table or something fucking cops are out out here mm. <laughs> you know and i was always i was just always into it i was just like i was kind of fucked up in new york because being into rap first before anything else going into these studios people would invite me to it was like i had pressure on me because i'm only 5'2 and i'm light-skinned and i'm going into like bedside bushway flatbush areas which is tough areas these people are looking at me like, who the fuck is this chick? Like, who brung their girlfriend, you know? Like, nobody wanted to hear me. And mm-hmm. then they would put on beats and flip beats. And, like, when I mean flip beats, I mean, like, they put, like, 10 to 15 seconds on, like, maybe 15 or 30 beats. And they say, well, if you can kill this shit, then you can get studio time. But if you can't, get the fuck out of here, you know? So it was kind of like, damn, like, I got to figure this shit out. And I wasn't good at freestyle, and I used to write a lot. So I got eaten mm-hmm. up a couple of times. And then I had some um, battle raps that I did. But I don't like battle rapping at all because I don't like arguing with people. And oh, then, yeah. I, yeah, I don't like that shit. And then um, I started to, like, I always liked the piano. I knew how to play a little bit, but my mom ended up putting my sister in uh, the Guardia High School out there in New York that's all, you know, music. And then she, then she went and t- gave her lessons because everything I wanted to do, my little sister wanted to do. And it's crazy because she wanted to be in music because I was in music. And then as we got older... I was in medical. She was in music. We turned around and now she's going to be a nurse. She's actually doing her clinicals right now and I'm the one doing music. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, it's just crazy how the life just turns. I was always the black sheep. I was always the one that was the fucking issue. Yeah, oh, you know, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I sold a little bit of everything under the sun, but I had to survive. I had no choice. That's why my mom threw me out the house in the first place. I had nowhere to go. I was in the trains. That's how I met my daughter's father and his family. I fucking
0: re- them. I re- yeah, I even got a song called "Black Sheep" that I'm featuring on. That's that's crazy. I'm t- i 23 yeah. right. I'm 23 right now, and I, I put my all on my music, even whenever I'm being told not to, and just like that, I I be, I'm carried through the music, and I I, I walk have with to it. You
1: understand that music is something that is like it keeps you like a time capsule within that that era so like everything every music you ever do from now till when you first started it locks you into that emotion in that moment in that hour within that instrumental so you want to put your everything into it no matter who tells you what that's how I feel because yeah. you, you're a whole point of music I think is so that way you can express yourself regardless of what everybody else thinks because I say ridiculous shit on my music whether it's jazz blues whether I'm fucking around with fucking rap or I'm, I'm do whatever I'm doing. I'm going to put, I'm going to play that instrumental. I'm, it's going to play a, a whole entire movie into my head. And then I'm going to have to let that out. And sometimes, you know, I I used to see a therapist. I'm not even going to be, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. Like, I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm fucking managing a whole entire facility. I have to fucking, I can't be sitting at home losing my goddamn head. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go see somebody. But Like when I started talking to my therapist and we started talking and she became like a friend to me because we started just talking normally and she said, you know what? I don't even think you need to be here. You just need an outlet. And you've always had an outlet. I've always, I mean, I used to do tattoos and then I had fucking uh, started to do um, writing for people. I was ghost writing for a little while. Um, I was doing like a lot of poetry, but I stopped everything for like 10 years because I was just out of it. I went through a lot of changes and I was just thinking about how to survive. And my daughter's going to be 20 already, bro. Like, she's going to be 20 next month. It's crazy. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And then my son is nine. So, like, my whole thing was just like, damn, I lost myself in the mix because I had her so young at 16 and I never got to really be myself because I was always thinking I got to be this responsible person and somebody's looking at me all the time. Now that she's older and all I have is my son. That's when I said, you know what, I started noticing I'm getting like really shaky and feeling uncomfortable all the time and never too, you know, like sure of myself. That's why I started to see the therapist. And then I started to reach out into Christian materials and started to talk to people. And then I realized, you know what, I don't need any of this shit. I just need to get back on the beat.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: (laughs) back in the music, I, I don't see any therapist now. I mean, it's been five, six months. I haven't seen a therapist. I don't have to write anything. and I'm not writing poetry. I just literally just get on the beat whenever I feel out of control. And, I can, and after that, I feel that it helps me so much more. And, and I regain myself. I re- literally regain myself. Not only that, the challenge of each individual person in these collaborations is incredible. These, we have some incredible artists out there that I never even knew existed.
0: And you know they're... that uh, collaboration that we did
1: yeah we, yeah we all we was working on something <laughs>
0: um it, it's it's absorption i'm gonna play it after this is over on this one it's absorption um mxxm um, features really uh and I, I made the beat myself and i started with a uh, sense and just i, I listened to that in my backyard. At, at night and I listened to it about 3-4 hours before I even put vocals on this shit I was just listening, looking at the trees blowing in the wind and shit and
1: just, you know, shit, 3-4 hours that. sounds good
0: <laughs> yeah man. it's just it's, it was that the song know, was
1: I, I lie, like, when you send it to me I, I listen once, twice and record it third time and I, I do it with everybody because my whole thing is I grab what you're feeling in that beat or I listen to you to see your emotion of what you're saying. And one thing I noticed with you as an artist is that I knew that there was a deep background behind you. And I, I can feel it in your rhythm of your vocal points. And every person that I work with, I know that I can feel what they're going through whenever they're in their lyrical state or in their emotion to anything. I didn't even know you were a guitarist, actually. I did with Johnny Dogs and David Mays. If you ever want to have them on one of your shows, let me know. They'd be on, like, any day. I Yeah, do. I do with Johnny all the time. Johnny I talk to on a regular. He's actually a good friend of mine. And uh, David's always awesome. So those are, like, two. And the Sultan, too. I deal with the Sultan, too. He's also a guitarist. You know, you guys can relate to a lot of different things. And it'd be great, you know, so you guys can interact and shit. But it's yeah. crazy because we yeah. have a story. Like, I can't believe you listened for four hours before recording.
0: It was it was just a, uh, just like, just ah, uh, I can't explain it. <clears throat> I'm also a pianist. If you know any piano players,
1: oh, that I've been trying to fish for, because you know everybody gets into this whole production digitally, and and there's barely any actual instrumentalists out there because. I don't know. I got to find out. There's a few. Like, I know that uh, Lynn Fire, she plays a little piano. I did a couple of things with her before. Um, Hennessy, Stephen Hennessy, I think he does too. Laurent Grizzle is out in Switzerland. Me and Lauren talk all the time, and he's actually pretty good at what he does too. But I think that I've seen his setup, and he's got a piano there, but I don't know if he plays full on piano. There's like two different things I being-
0: uh, Check out my live Instagram, it was IGTV.
1: I did actually.
0: Well, I you did. You see my right? piano?
1: Yeah, I saw that. I think that's awesome. I, you know, I wish I had that gift. I never got a chance. I mean, I played a little here and there, just learning when I was younger. But I was more—I'm more into a vocal point. You know. Oh, yeah. But I—I I res- totally respect somebody who can actually do that because that—that's more natural. That's why I was like kind of venturing into, you know, working with guitarists because I see more guitarists than I see pianists and you really should put more of your piano work up because that okay. right there is something special. Nobody has that. And I love the piano, just like violinists. You, you barely ever see any of them coming through either. It's kind of like they too. see there's millions of people that, yeah, they say there's like million of people on the BandLab lab app, but there's really barely anybody getting out there with these actual instruments.
0: Yeah. for real.
1: You know what I mean? But we got to, we got to do what we got to do, you know? I mean, you're always welcome to come on to my show, too. I'm going to hit them up tomorrow. I'll let them know.
0: Okay. It was really, really, really awesome talking to you.
1: It was awesome talking to you, too. You got me up early. (laughs) (laughs) Morning. All right, man. Uh, I'll hop at you later, then, I guess. All right. Thanks.
0: All right. I'm going to go listen to yours.
1: All right. I always listen to you. (laughs) All right. He's okay. out